0: Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. My name is Jerry Jimenez. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Loyal Locals Podcast. You already saw them all because they were playing squares somehow. Somebody's controlling it all weird over there. Drew, come in here. What's going on, man? What are you doing? I mean, I guess that's okay. It, it, it's not a surprise. We have a special guest today, so it's all good. Hello, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> Joining us right now, we are live again. Steve, what's happening, man?
1: I'm soaked. Ready? Ready to talk some Padres baseball, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. Get out of here! Now
0: it's tough to have you. this conversation tonight. Really
2: excited.
1: I don't.
0: I didn't realize that I was gonna have to press the fail button early, <laughs> early, early on. That's okay, congratulations to the Potters fans That's all you're gonna get The thesis here to stay Till yes, till we're in our 40s and 50s Some of us, most of us
1: Yep, yep
0: Good stuff uh, We have a very special guest today Guys, let's just jump into it Mr. Ryan Young I, I still don't know what your actual like Proper title is In the club Because you're like jack of all trades You do it all But first of all Welcome sir to the show. How are you?
3: I'm doing phenomenal, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Our
2: pleasure. What
0: is your title? Yeah.
3: Do you have my, a title? My title is Director of Social Media and Content. Ah, okay. Ooh, Right there. I God. think that's the first You're time gonna, I've probably yeah. said it in like months. I usually <laughs> never really not, never really talk about that part. Do you use the ampersand or do you use the word and? <laughs> <laughs> I use the word and. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's directly <laughs> that because two trying things? to remember how to draw an ampersand is hard or is it just more fun to have an, an and because ampersands are pretentious
3: i would say the pretentious part i feel like yeah, i'm very I don't I don't i'm know. very low-key so i wouldn't i wouldn't go that route <laughs> no i know what you're saying that's <laughs>
0: today's, in my Twitter bio. today's gonna be i'm just it, i'm have a feeling i think i've said this a couple of times before on shows we're definitely gonna go off the rails here uh it's It's our first time back live. We're doing this on a Wednesday night if I haven't lost track of time, which I have. Uh, We know it's going to be great because Afmir is already in the comments saying that he is faded. So this should be fun. Oh, boy. Hello, Mr. Chicago Man. It's very late over there.
2: It is. Thank you for staying in. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in there.
0: All right. Ryan, you've seen us. You've heard us. You know what we do right at the beginning. Sure. I am going to be drinking. Actually... Shout out to Mr. Steve Brokoff. Uh, I got a canned heat from Booze Brothers. I'm going to be popping today, Ooh. West Coast IPA. Steve, you know a little bit more about this beer. What? So you said that you love this beer.
1: Yeah, I do. I love their beer. I well, first of all, I live right next to Booze Brothers. They're like my favorite.
0: Uh-huh, you you know, next Vista just a local Brother.
1: brewery. Okay,
0: rub it in. <laughs> um,
1: and I I think that they make great beer, but that is a beer that I've always um, I, I mean, I've, like I said, I've always liked their beer, but that one I like a lot. It's a kind of a new release and big fan. I am also oh, drinking good brothers. My... I'm drinking my my keg is full again. Thank God, um, they're they normal Buena Vista, my my go to yeah. my usual.
0: It's all over my face. Yeah, that's a good one, Drew. What are you drinking?
1: I'm having something a little different
4: tonight. I am. Uh, I've got
0: a homebrew. It is a. Uh, uh, you can't you can't walk away from your mic. We can't hear you. Homebrew. It's a, <gasps>
4: it's a white staff. It's a homebrew home. The homebrew it's a white mm-hmm. stout from paul Topier. he's uh, one of our locals members and a uh with some cocoa nibs
0: Topier, uh, where, it's, where it's, is my beer well, at
4: I'm, Jerk. I'm starting he told me to have a, a bourbon so instead i had a brandy old-fashioned which is a nod to our guest tonight uh, and where he's from um it's the state drink
1: of wisconsin so i'll give you a hint uh, so, so before we'll be, timing, but, before we um, move yeah. out of paul Topier, i want to shout him out for the, vi- the intro video we did that us locals did back before the season started. I think he went the biggest with the smoke oh, in the yeah, background with and the beard and everything. Oh yeah! So no, shout out so his backup nope, smoke for us nope. whenever
4: we need to use smoke. By the way, he nope. bought like some smoke and he's like, "We're going to use it right now." No, like, we'll no,
0: see. no! I'm going to so edit he, all of this out. You guys, he's a hooligan. You were not supposed to. You just threw him under the bus. You guys are the worst hooligans. The worst. We're. I'm so glad we're not a firm and we're a supporter group and we're not actual hooligans. Because you guys literally just threw your buddy under the bus and hey, he Even bought Ultra, He wears it on the back of the car. <laughs> so uh, of course, I'm just. I'm just messing with you guys. Just. Yeah. uh But. Yes, shout out to Paul <laughs> Ryan. What are you drinking, sir?
3: Shout out slash out to uh, you know, c- company man. Obviously, had to go had to go stone my
0: Ooh.
3: friend. Yeah. Gave me a sublimely self righteous, I believe. That's a
0: tiny little can. Let me see that real quick.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's uh. You Jeez! Know, I, don't, I don't mess around. This would be uh. You know, I would say maybe this is a Kaguama, You know.
0: Okay.
3: I like that. In it. a way, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, maybe you know, I grew up drinking like Blatz. Red Dog, very Wisconsin beers. So it took me a while to get to the craft, crafts kind of scene.
0: You know, you used I mean, to- look at
4: you get weird if you don't order a Miller or something that's just kind of like, you know, <laughs> yeah. of a certain degree in certain Wisconsin bars for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like... Or liquor. It's just a lot of liquor. You
0: said honestly. the word Caguama and it immediately reminded me of a story that I have to share now. I have to. Um, I'm from Imperial Valley and in Mexicali, which is right across the border uh, in Baja California, across from uh, Calexico. Uh, they measure how you get from one place to another by how many kawamas you drink on the way there. So, for example, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to go uh, shopping at the mall, uh, how far away is it? And be like, oh, that's about two kawamas. Because uh, it's so hot. It's a joke, obviously, okay? Nobody drinks and drives over there. Well, maybe some people do, but uh, it's just, I thought it was hilarious because nowhere else do you get that but uh, but there. So, shout out to all my people from uh, from Mexicali that are listening, all, all one of you
3: uh cool. <laughs> <laughs> Salud. cheers cheers
2: cheers guys
0: all right i'll start it off let's go i told you i'm i said we're gonna go off the rails i was gonna blame it on you guys and it's gonna be me uh no here we go I, we always start with this one ryan uh obviously you come from a sports background and we're gonna get into that a little bit uh A little bit. You have quite a story, quite a history with sports just in general, Uh, not necessarily soccer. So I want to know what your first contact with the sport or what was your earliest memory uh, with the beautiful game?
3: I would say the earliest memory growing up, you know, 10 minutes outside Milwaukee, Wisconsin, New Berlin. The biggest thing soccer wise there was Milwaukee Wave indoor soccer team. Yeah. So I remember going Michael King was like a legend. We had Victor, I think Nigera, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He played for the Sockers as well uh later in his career, oh, wow. but he, he hosted a kickers camp I went to as a kid. So yeah, he was he was the guy. Like he was like yeah, for a bit.
3: Yeah, so, and you know the the best thing about it, it was like in Milwaukee, you would go to those games and there'd be 10 to 15,000 people at those games. So you know, most of my memories with the game of soccer to begin with we're just all indoor i played indoor all the way through i want to say eighth grade and then funny quick story with my outdoor career that lasted all about one game uh you know i was a goalie for indoor and a pretty good one the goals were a little bit bigger than like what you would see at a soccer's game and my friend played outdoor select and he said hey we need a goalie um would you be down so i came out and we played this Green Bay select team that was supposedly really good. And no joke, I had no idea what I was doing. Never used my feet, right? Because they're not kicking the ball in an door too much or just throwing it. So I gave up seven goals. And that was pretty much the end of my outdoor career. Wow. That was, yeah, so- what they call a soccer
4: touchdown uh, in certain <laughs> yeah. circles. That's pretty cool, though, because uh, yeah, obviously
0: yeah. for indoor right now, if you guys don't follow, and you should, because uh, it's not very difficult at this point, MASL, It's very much still trying to survive this, you know, this crazy world that we're living in. This pandemic has really hurt the MASL. So, talking about the waves, we have a player that uh, I believe came over, and uh, so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. You gotta kind of support the different sports. So that's cool that it's indoor. It's very different from the outdoor game for sure. It's
4: yeah, it's a lot like the soccer's here over the years, but they just had sustained success. They were one of the few clubs that has just been in. One of the, i think one of the longest running soccer clubs in north america professionally mm. actually is is the milwaukee wave indoor or outdoor just in terms yeah. of continuous uh, running since the early 80s so big following they've, they've cultivated a lot of outdoor kids there as well as just a lot of memories which is definitely something we align here with in san diego for a lot of us uh when we didn't have outdoor pro soccer there was the soccers for a lot of us growing up with those heavy packed arena days for sure uh, that I recall, that was some of my earliest tangible memories in the sports arena, for sure. So, uh, both places. Uh, now they got the black turf, which is pretty cool. So if you do check out the Yay. games, fortunately this year the the Wave aren't playing because they opted out. But um, you know, when when it does kick back up, it is a fun watch to watch the uh, Wave on a black field, uh, which is kind of an interesting thing in sports. Right when they give the uh, color to the field, but fun fun stuff with the Wave. I could kick him with. We could have Milwaukee Wave memories all night, but we'll digress. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, let's move I'll, on, Drew. Say, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your work this year has been pretty incredible to see in terms of like the kind of blossoming of I think what it, what is a kind of voice and kind of a story that's behind mm-hmm. this club that's not just your own uh, vision but also something that you're translating from the people who are part of this this group and and have been invested in the different characters that have come in and, and plugged in as well as bringing their own kind of stories. So I guess like, what is your background? Um growing up and your experiences outside of media and sports um, kind of influence what you do every day. not not just the rhetoric of like the job, right? but what what did growing up and then as well as kind of your experiences outside of sports kind of give you in your daily work, I guess?
3: No, that's uh, I mean, very complex for me because I think growing up, I was always super into sports and probably could like memorize all the names, but I was also, you know, theater was a big background and not necessarily acting, but the technical side of it. So, you know, I'd be building the sets, I'd be doing the lights, I'd be doing the sounds. And I think I found so much joy in, in kind of right impacting it that way and kind of being like the Oz behind the curtain doing that sort of stuff. And, you know, all through high school I did that um you know found myself too i think the military is 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 a big thing for me i left i was going to experimental film school in milwaukee if you don't know what experimental film school is uh it's very bizarre it's not anything you're probably seeing on on you know hollywood type film and i didn't know that um i you know i grew up on a lot of just regular cinema and and so my first year at film school i was going like what the heck am i getting myself into
2: which school Um, are you
3: I was going to uw milwaukee yeah i went to
4: uw milwaukee so i did that program too so there's a there's what they call poetic filmmaking kids which is a (laughs) very weird uh thing there's russian films that did a lot of this but they're essentially nonsensical stories they don't actually go anywhere there's no plot point but you watch for an hour and a half just some person living their life in some weird dreary town in the middle of eastern europe And that's the story and like you're supposed to write a paper on so like you just really have a very different view and prism of kind of what film is coming through that school that is very different than a lot of even like traditional film schools which is cool but it is it is a whole different side of film if you're ever curious called poetic filmmaking it's just like really odd stuff but i really appreciate kind of i I think some of that playing into obviously the way that you've put in some of the documentary stuff here for sure yeah
3: yeah. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of what I found myself more interested in was the documentary style filmmaking. Um, you know, I've always been somebody that's just really enjoyed authentic people that aren't afraid to show their true selves. And, you know, so I think that was a, a big, you know, that leaks into what I do now. And I think, you know, it's also, you know, supported by the people that I work with, Jesse Beltran, all the way up the chain, you know, Landon Donovan obviously plays a huge impact on allowing us to do it that way, you know, I think earning the respect there. But, you know, going going back and just kind of highlighting certain key things, um, you know, I worked for the school district cable access station. And, you know, that's basically just, hey, film, you know, school board meetings. And I remember asking my boss, and this was still in the VHS days, and I said, hey, do you mind if I film high school sports? I'll bring my buddy, he'll do the commentary, and we'll make these broadcasts out of the games, you know? So we, we would, I remember we were doing women's basketball cause that was the first coach that allowed us to really film. And we started doing them for one of the high schools and, and in West Dallas, Wisconsin, there's two high schools there's central and Hale. And all of a sudden all these coaches started asking, they're like, hey, why don't you ever come out and film our games, you know? So it's funny, we would film these games. I would go, you know, to work at like midnight, edit them all together. Cause obviously, you know, we didn't have the means to record anything live. And, you know, we'd have these commercials we'd film, you know, me and my buddy that I grew up with would film these, like, uh, like we would just dress up as a band and do like lip syncing videos and like make that the commercial, just like really weird stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we gotta get thing. our hands on
4: some of that.
1: We Yo, gotta find um, that I'm stuff. Already like, <laughs> I'm already researching.
3: We gotta right find now. it. There's a picture that I can, I, I can find. I actually think it might, Oh yeah. I'm not one to plug my Instagram, but I think if you see me in a wig, a red wig, um, and like jeans, it's with a microphone that's that's an image from one of those like little commercial bits we did but uh, you know like I had a lot of free reign to to do it and you know that was something that I think to this day that I'm you know it's okay I, I don't mind being embarrassed and I think that's why I encourage a lot of things you know that you guys are seeing and the other fans are seeing with loyal socials like I just encourage guys to be themselves. You know, we, you know, Jesse Beltran and I talk a lot about like not having a script. We don't give guys the questions before we ask them, uh, not even Landon Donovan. So it's like, we're just kind of being like, hey, we just want to capture you in the moment. And we just like asking the real questions that we feel people are going to really resonate with. But at the same time, like showcase those guys for themselves. Because I think, you know, especially in the athlete world or really anything like too often we're maybe we're not encouraged to just be ourselves, you know, because like we're not maybe comfortable that, or we're not used to seeing ourselves on camera. And I think that's a little bit of the fun. You know, I think that was extra kickstarted when I was in the infantry. Um, I was part of the 101st airborne for shoot almost five years. And you know, that's, that's a world where you're just seeing raw authentic people that just don't care that, you know, like unapologetic, you know, I know that's a popular word, but, uh, that was really, really a unique experience for me. Cause I, you know, was a suburb kid outside of Milwaukee growing up. And, you know, so I never really met too many people, you know, outside of my own little, little bubble. And I was meeting, you know, friends from Micronesia, like people that weren't, weren't even from our country that we're serving just so they could get their citizenship here. So I think, you know, a a mix of experiences for me. uh, And then since I've been out, you know, that would be another hundred year podcast uh, to go over all the stops I've been at. But, uh, you know, like I've, I've lived in, I think about 10 States in the last shoot, like 14 years. And I think each one of them, even if they were so brief, you know, some as brief as three, four months, like I I took something from it. I love to be a sponge. I love to connect with people as much as an introvert that I can be. Uh, it seems like I, I just love listening. I love just kind of, you know, gathering information. Uh, and that way, it kind of all bleeds into to what we do right now with the loyal social. I think the one thing I think is unique is, you know, you guys have a big influence. I say you guys, as the fans, like, in seeing, or or like, I guess in making us focus on the things you guys want to see, you know, whether it's the players you guys resonate with, um, you know, a lot of it's just dictated that way. It's no, it's no one person kind of dictating, Hey, we're going to do this. Um, it's calculated, but also like very, very on the fly, very kind of, and it mirrors a little bit of my life. I've just kind of lived it very adventurously and just kind of on the whim, nothing's really overwhelmed me. And I'm just like, Hey, yeah, let's go do that.
1: Yeah. That's rad. Um, so you kind of started telling your story about going through theater, being interested in sports, filming high high school, whatever. Can you kind of tell your story from that point to now? Give a you know overview. It's a big question, but kind of summarize how you got from you know editing films through midnight to the place you're at today. Uh,
3: yeah, I think a lot of it would be you know when I, I would say just ending when I got out of the military. You know, mm-hmm. I went down to University of Tampa. Uh, you know went to there was a sport management degree but that was in the day and age of unpaid internships and even those doors were closed i remember i met with uh actually i think he's the athletic director at usd now but he Mm -hmm. was once at south florida oh cool and i don't think he remembers this i actually haven't been able to talk to him but he was probably one of the best people that was just straight up and he goes ryan i love that you're in the military that's great but he goes you know, no one's going to care about that if you want to work in sports, like you have to work in sports, you have to get experience. And, you know, like, you know, you're told in the military, Hey, that's going to look good. That's going to open up doors. And, you know, I I maybe didn't see as many doors open because of that, but that, that didn't hurt my feelings. And I think from there, I volunteered everything from a karate championship in Polk County and dressing up as a inflatable parrot to, you know, then (laughs) landing like signature, signature internships my first one was houston astros i worked for their urban youth academy and it was basically going to um you know very predominantly african-american neighborhood to try and get those kids to embrace baseball whether it was playing whether it was seeing the other sides that they could work in the game uh you know and from there i worked in arena football was the first job i got that i worked in media and my boss quit three weeks into the job and our president at the time goes hey do you want to be our media relations coordinator and i was like yeah let's do it uh you know so i it's funny i and you know from there it's like a lot of the relationships and you know i had media relationships that ended up kind of getting me the job to be a media relations intern at the white Sox. uh you know from there i was talking to a media member who knew an owner as part of the minority group for then Triple A Fresno Grizzlies. And I told him I was interviewing there and he goes, I know one of the owners, I'll put in a good word. Uh, you know, and that was like, sort of, I I'd, I'd never liked to be the guy that name drops or play that play that kind of like corporate mm-hmm. game. But I understood that to get to where I wanted to go, you know, not only do you need to take chances, but you needed to create like really valuable relationships. Uh, you know, because I think early in my career, I just kind of had the mentality of like, screw it. You know, I think, I, you know, probably burned some bridges just because I was trying to operate at a level that, like, I only understood. And, you know, from, I would say, like, navigating here, you know, two major stops for me that helped, especially on the social media. And I was a uh, social media coordinator for New York Mets. And that was the first time I ever, like, from a day-to-day perspective, worked in social media 100%. Uh, my boss there, who's still there, Will Carofello, you know, I probably didn't realize how much he was teaching me at the time. Uh, you know, from a personality standpoint, with yeah. with the brand, not only to like, also handle like that rabid fan base, which I think is probably the closest fan base I've seen from another sport. You know, to to what soccer kind of culture is, and I think obviously working for the Los Angeles Lakers, most recently before here, you know, I worked on their G League brand at first, and that was a brand nobody cared about. Wow. Like even even in the building, nobody was like. I mean, clearly they're L.A. Lakers, so G League's not going to resonate. And, you know, two guys that I worked with there, Noah Camarena, who's still there with the Lakers, Rohan Ali, still with the Lakers. Like, it was almost like us three amigos working with our coaches and players, and we turned that into a brand that I truly feel people care about. And now, you know, it's almost like this cool, energetic side of the Lakers type brand. And that was the first time where I think I realized, like, oh, we can turn something nobody cares about and almost shouldn't care about into something that's like alive and this cool machine. And I, you know, from, there's been stuff in between that. uh, But that's kind of what led me, you know, I wouldn't have the contacts to get this job with the loyal if I wasn't in the basketball circle, because I was able to meet some people that had worked here and connected with them. And, you know, I was coming out here to freelance originally and then came here full time in June when we had the restart of the season. So, um, I remember yeah, that. I see Afmir, uh commented, and he, he, the first project California. I ever worked on was when he got the that tattoo, and I'd never been to Mexico, and it was like that was one of the coolest. Uh, e- yeah, that was yeah. the coolest experience. Like, I think that's oh, cool. that's when I noticed that this this team and this city was like, oh, this is different. This could be something that really can build into a special
0: thing. I reached out to my family over there, and they all said that you were welcome back whenever you wanted to. So don't be. Don't be <laughs> well that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you age, age on your report card, I guess. You know, we kind of skipped over, and thank you for making our jobs just. This is just too easy, uh, because you're kind of taking us through your story in such a way where yeah, right. it's easy for me to to take it back a little bit, uh, which is I think we're getting ahead a little bit of ourselves, uh, Sergeant. But you were, and thank you for your service. You were in the military for uh, was that four years?
3: Uh, yeah, four and a, four and a half. So, Army Infantry, Hundred First Airborne. Thank but, you yeah. for your
0: service, sir. We appreciate thank you. you. Obviously, here in San Diego, it is something that we very much respect. Um, and 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 again, thank you to everybody that's listening that is in in uh, military as well.
1: Your next beers on me, sir. There you go, sir. All appreciate
2: right. Appreciate
0: that. Um, and and. You know, you mentioned going into sports and military. You were thinking, yeah, this is going to make it, you know, where some doors will be open, but it wasn't as easy. But such a crazy list, man. I mean, we're going through, and you're mentioning Lakers. You're talking about South Bay Lakers, right? And then you went into the Los Angeles Lakers, the the main team. Uh, You were with the Broncos at one point. Uh, You were with the Sparks. You were, again, you mentioned the Mets. You were with, uh, I believe, did you meet uh, Jesse uh, working with Grizzlies?
2: Yeah.
3: So, you know, I know I listened to the episode you guys had with him, but if people didn't hear that, Jesse Beltran, who's my boss, I met him when I was a media relations coordinator at the Grizzlies. He was in radio at the time, but working our game days. So me and him would connect and he was always, I'd come into work and he'd be just sitting at the press box desk, watching Atlanta Braves games on his phone. And I was like, this is so random. Like, how's this guy a Braves fan, you know? But like, yeah, that's where we connected, stayed in touch, always knew him and his family wanted to you know get closer to Orange County. So him and I have just always connected on, you know, if I've been at a job and we've been looking for somebody, I've always been like, hey man, like this is open. We should apply or come come in. So yeah, him and I have known each other now shoot eight years.
0: Wow. Oh that's awesome. Well you see and that's as you mentioned, you know, building those relationships is really important. And I think for the sport of of soccer just in general and, and our club as well, in order for us to get to the point where we can be at, is we need it's it's like we say it over and over it's it's one by one as we talk to each other in person we meet each other hey have you ever gone to a game no and and let's bring you and let's, um, let me buy you a beer and that's how you kind of grow and building those relationships is how you advance and and you have such a cool and crazy list of, of places that you've worked at i know that there's going to be a lot of things maybe that you can uh answer to this but even if it's just one that sticks out in your mind I'm very interested in finding out uh, maybe out of one of these teams something that you've you've taken that you're using now uh, in in what you're creating for San Diego Loyal, something that you learned that maybe you hadn't really noticed before in in sports and you're just like, huh, that's really cool. and then you've brought that with you everywhere that you go and now that you're here with San Diego Loyal, even more so
3: mm-hmm. uh, I would say I would point to my good friend Rohan Ali and he is you know, he was in the bubble with the Lakers. But when I got there, it was funny. Everybody, I hadn't met him. He was on some trip. I think he was in India at the time. But uh, for people that knew him and were getting to know me, they were like, you two guys are never going to get along. Like, you guys are such oil and water. Really? And and we met. And I think, you know, like at that time, I was new to the Lakers. And I felt like the need to prove myself. And Rohan had been there a previous year with, with the G League team. They were the LA Defenders at the time. And we were rebranding South Bay Lakers at that time. So I think in the first kind of couple months is like, we, we were doing this whole thing of like, kind of like trying to show each other up like, Hey, I can do this, you know, he can, he can do that. But he had a very much different background. He wasn't sports related. He worked on music videos, he worked on, you know, other films and I started to really pay attention. And it was the first time where as him and I got to know each other and I credit our head coach who's still there at the Lakers G league team, Kobe Carl, he really fosters this re- like, kind of like really personal relationship with people getting to know you. And I think that kind of bled into the relationship Rohan and I developed. And I found myself in year two just being like, this guy is so much like light years better than me at taking photos, taking video. And then I found myself really learning kind of like the style. So a lot of the elements that I mimic today with Loyal uh, were things that I learned from him. And, you know, like we, him, I, and Noah all have this group chat and we still talk. So even if there's loyal posts that I'm writing, even if it's a copywriting stuff, like I'll sometimes pop it to them to see what they think. Or, you know, I'm working on a video for, hopefully we can announce a player tomorrow morning Ooh. at 10 a.m. Ooh. And, Ooh. you know, that's tea- yeah, that's a little bit of a tease. <laughs> our, uh, for our legal <laughs> team, please. Please, Matt Ray, allow us to announce this player. Breaking but, um, news. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like we're, we're doing a little flip on the way we've announced guys because I know we've had like static graphics, we've had some selfie videos and like that's been a big goal of mine and something we you know I started doing at the South Bay Lakers is like, hey, these are guys, right, that you typically wouldn't know, wouldn't care about, unless you're like a deep, deep soccer fan that's like knowing the career paths of some of these guys. But I think this is a cool part is like, if we can make that connection, if I can show you in like, right when we announced Nikki Jackson, if you can see a photo of him, if you can see his highlights and then you can hear his voice all in the same day, like that's the type of stuff that I think resonates best. So um, we're flipping the script on this and I was able to record a voiceover and film with this player. Um, he's a San Diegan. So we were down downtown filming. Um, you oh. know, and there, it was, it was Dang cool it. shot. So we've had, we've had a mix of like soccer stuff and then showing kind of the city and bringing it together. But he has like this one minute and 42nd voiceover that I cut together and it kind of narrates these visuals. But like that to me is something that I learned from, from my stop at the Lakers. And I wouldn't have that skill set. Like I look back at even stuff I've done for loyal when I was first here and, and seeing the growth. And I think that's the cool thing is when I was at the Lakers, we had a good core group of people uh ty noel 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 i always say his last name wrong and i feel terrible because he's my good friend but he's at the chargers now he's one of the photographers but he just always fostered this like hey everybody he's contributes a, he's at the what now he's <laughs> at the right, uh, sorry los angeles chargers sorry, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> still near anything but keep going. yeah <laughs> but uh you know like i think that's the, the cool part is like that was the first time i'd ever been in a social media group where everybody was like kind of like challenge each other to get better but also like in such a great great manner like i think a lot of times um you know we see this with a lot of our jobs but like sometimes we're not supporting each other sometimes it's like hey look at me and you know that was the first time where i was like wow everybody's here for the team and that's the way i will although I, I have always felt um and i think that's something that i wanted to bring here to loyal is like hey this this team is and knowing what the city's been through and i know about you know one one hundredth of what you guys have all gone through as as san diego sports fans but i think being sensitive to that and also being like hey this needs to be a team that if we make content it needs to really resonate like if you if you don't watch something and it doesn't like give you goosebumps like then then we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out something because if we're not kind of creating that emotional attachment to what we're doing um you know like to me we're not going to get to where we want to be with this team with this fan base and yeah, without, without having that Lakers experience, without having my, you know, friend Ro- Rohan, Noah, Ty, you know, Josh, there's, there's plenty of names to list. Like, that's awesome. I probably wouldn't be where I am today. It's. I mean it's that's-
0: Hollywood, man. You're looking at Los Angeles, but I, I really want really quickly wanted to say I said dang it for those of you that were like why is he saying dang it the moment you said San Diego cuz I was hoping that you were going to say he's from Argentina cuz I do have some clips set up and like I pretty much already edited some footage of Messi and with like <laughs> but yeah. with the loyal jersey but I guess I guess that's not him but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Keep going, Jerry. Sure, I love, oh,
3: love that. The, I love how that's taken off, though. Like, yeah, I love yeah. all the messy chatter. I'm, I'm about was, it. It's just going to Thanks the graphics. Thanks for the, graph- know, for the beautiful
1: graphics, movie, by the way, Ryan. Sorry. And, <laughs> and they, they, they then we, and then we, and then we keep giving Ricardo ass. crap because he's like,
3: you know.
0: Ooh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want Neymar. Okay, <laughs> <yeah>. Brazilian. <laughs>
3: Anytime your friend, you can get right? yeah, no, reaction. Yeah. out of ricardo though i'm all for i know i, I like know. i like breaking the corporate ricardo mold that's oh, my favorite thing yeah getting the eye roll for sure well, and,
1: yeah. and most often our calls with him are after working hours right so we get to break that a lot sure. we, you know we get after hours ricardo a lot which is yeah, great like we, we just
4: try and get the steam to pop out yeah and then it just blows out and then you can so you, kind of like, let it all out yeah so you, so you <laughs> talk
1: lakers a lot and so I'm i'm really interested in how you kind of see your role and you know especially this past season going from like this, the biggest basketball team in the in the world, right? Social media producer for the biggest basketball team in the world to a USL championship club and not to diminish, you know, who we are and what we're about. I, I think it what's really important with USL is to be realistic with who you are. That's you know, mm-hmm. we are who we are and we should embrace that and love who we are. Um, so how do you like view going from like at Lakers to at San Diego Loyal to especially through a pandemic season where you couldn't even have fans in the stands, you know?
3: Yeah, it was, uh, I guess, like, so I'll just tell you what the HR person at the Lakers told me. She said, I'm the only person to quit in the organization twice. Um, (laughs) Wow. But, uh, you know, like, it's no hard feelings. I love my time there, but there was a lot of uh, turnover uh, with the core group that we were at. So when I, you know, when I was first introduced to this team, it was more like, this is is my wheelhouse. My most fun before that was working for the Fresno Grizzlies. And, you know, like, again, like, I think, you have a little more, you have a lot more creative freedom, uh, less red tape to go through Mm. and not too much convincing. I think you always have to, I guess, earn the respect of who you're around. But I know at this level, you know, the player access is easier, you know, because they're not used to somebody actually being with the team. And, you know, we would see that with other USL teams. Uh, Corey Herzog, one of our new signings, he was like, we'd be in Reno, like watching the stuff that Loyal is doing and be like, why aren't they doing that with us? Uh, And, you know, like that to me is like, that's a big compliment because that's something that resonates and shows like, Hey, like if the players are about it, that's to me like the number one good sign because they're going to share it. And then right. The fans want to see the players. They don't want to see, you know, like, uh, you know, a host talking, doing a stand-up. you know, it's like, they'd rather see the player voice. And I think, you know, I've never looked at, uh, I will agree with you. Cause Warren Smith, our president will always yell at me for calling us minor league soccer um but like in a way i like i love that i embrace it because you know i i think we all look back to march 7th and i know you know we we're very delicate on how we use that because we don't want to burn that since that was the only footage we have of fans in the stands Yep. but you look at that that's not a minor league soccer team like the energy that has been created already i think is what makes this a really just kind of unique opportunity and you know lan if if this club is like not too too small time for Landon Donovan like then it shouldn't be too small time for anybody like this guy could this guy could be involved with whatever he wants and you know seeing on a daily basis how much he cares um I think seeing you know we talk about this a lot too with this weekend when I was with Elijah Martin back in Fresno and you know we were sort of saying like I think sometimes people see second division soccer as like weekend warriors that these guys aren't putting in the time and that's sort of the recipe that I love showing is like, these guys are grinding every day, they care about winning. But right, if you don't show that, then as a fan, right, it's hard to get invested in wins and losses, you know, as much because you just, you're just like, okay, if I care too much, but I don't see them care, like, then I'm not going to care as much. And I think those are all little, little things about working for this team that I really love. Um, and I think, you know, talking about the pandemic, there's so much footage that I wish we could have showed you know the, the win in phoenix 3 to 2 you know we had all this like unreal celebration in the locker room and i think you know for us it was like hey we were a team that didn't have one covid case and we were pretty much bubbling within our team being very careful and you know seeing landon and usually after a game he'll he'll detail guys and like give them credit in front of everybody And we're eventually going to use this footage, but I feel like if we could have used it in the moment, it would have just like hammered home what that win meant to the team because he stops what he's saying and he just like puts his fist up and basically screams, F yeah. And like the locker room just loses it. There's like water spraying everywhere. Guys are hugging each other. And it was like, you know, I'm behind the camera capturing this, but I'm going like, holy crap. Like I'm feeling this, but like now seeing it, and I just wanted to be able to show it to the fans. I'm only gonna have one bona pick. We shared this with Ryan Madden at the league because we wanted to see if we could share it, and Mm. he ratted us out. (laughs) He ratted us out. We almost got fined for it. So I'm like, I'm like, that that's sort of things that I wish that we could be better as a league um, is like kind of being able to cross check, especially in this COVID, because there is so much stuff that we have to be careful with. Um, You know, so much stuff we we had to shoot a certain way with photos because you couldn't show too many guys. You know in the same shot so i like i understand yeah Yeah. like we understand all of it and i think it's a yeah it's a fun creative challenge but um you're right i think that that's hard especially for a for inaugural club it's like you need to show those moments and some of those we couldn't so you had to find other ways to to resonate
0: (sighs) usl wow
4: (laughs) yeah wow
2: (laughs) Yeah, come
4: on. But I, I, you have to see like there is and you just don't want to be the story of the week, right? That That's really the issue right now is there's mm-hmm. so people are so not you, you can't go out anymore. You can't do much the way you used to. So there's just not this repetitiveness to your daily life to where any story can just flare up really fast. And so it is hard for these leagues and for these entities to kind of look at their content and say, what well, can we release that? It looks good and what can we not release just because it's people living their lives but nobody wants to be picked over hey you didn't have your mask here and you did and it's you know and obviously you tested and you were safe and you're fine but it's tough because it's just optics uh, sometimes and that's that's part of the game especially when you're trying to grow a club and, and get people interested but in that in that vein there is some moments too that you help provide us with uh, in terms of pictures that were not as joyous but were uh, at least a couple mm-hmm. moments you were able to show us uh that you know you were rolling and it's not It was the worst of times Uh, or maybe after some of those mid mid mid-year losses that were just you know or draws that just didn't feel great Uh, what helps you keep rolling during those moments i mean it's it's just a really hard conviction i think that you have to know i'm doing this for a posterity that makes sense and kind of go through that psychology, I guess, a little bit because it's hard to explain to some people like, hey, I should film this like right like your first reaction isn't when somebody's sad is like, hey, I should put a camera on them. Right. But like it's important to document some of those moments. Right. And those feelings to show the the difference right between the two levels of the joy and the amazing uh, level you can get to there. But then also the despair you can feel a little bit as well and, and why sports gives us, I guess, that that beautiful dichotomy. Um, but why, why, why can you stay on a person? I guess I, I'm, don't have that gut strength. I think as a not cameraman, (laughs) myself. yeah. So I'm asking you. No,
3: yeah. To be honest, those are, those are not enjoyable visuals to capture, to be honest. You know, like I remember after the team walked off and Colin was sitting, you know, in, in the locker room sitting on the seat with his head in his hand. And I don't want to take that photo it doesn't feel good knowing what he's going through, but I, I know, right. My part of my job is to, to capture that and convey it. Um, cause I think we need to see the impact and you know, we, Jesse Beltran and I talk about this all the time. And it's like, if we didn't have the access we did, if we didn't have these days at training, cause we're pretty much at every training session and we're living this journey with them. And I always tell him, like, we need to show people this journey, whether it's good or bad. So when we weren't scoring goals, you know, for that month period, I think we scored what one goal. Um, Oof, you know, like funny. we we need, yeah. Like you know, there were some losses, and I remember there was the Reno game, and you know, I think Collins sitting on the ground, and you know your your tifo's in the background, and it's like we need to show the weight of it. I think you know, Irvin Parra, who's on the team last year, you know, had the you know the knee injury, and he's playing with this swollen, bulgy knee, and it's like I remember a photo I took of him just with his head in his hand after a loss or after the Galaxy game where we tied and I have Charlie Adams with his just like ha- hands through his hair. And it's like, I think, I think the thing is, you know, I've been with a lot of teams where when a team loses, you just put out the final graphic and then you don't tweet again till the next day at noon when the lineup goes out or, you know, you wait a whole day and I, you know, I've always been like, screw that. Like, you know, part of the joy of like sports and what we all go through is like, yeah, the range of emotions. So, you know, I probably even look back and I say I could have probably put out more of that um, because we had more stuff that I think, you know, I go through my head and, you know, I, I always try to involve other people in it. Cause I never want to feel in control of what goes out or whatever. So sometimes I'll just send it to Jesse. And I'll be like, Hey, I have this. What do you think? And he's like, dude, get that out. Like, go for it. You know? And it, I think, you know, it, it's funny. Like Colin Martin once told me, he goes, I feel like you only take pictures of me when I'm sitting on the ground and I'm sad, you know, like, <laughs> cause cause the orange County game where, you know, you know that where the handball wasn't called and, you know, we tied 0-0. And I remember I was, yeah, I like ran on the field and I'm trying to get photos of a bunch of guys and Colin just looks over at me and he's like, can you not take photos of me on the ground again? You know, so, you know, I think, but like, they, I think they appreciate it. Like Elijah Martin, when I was in Fresno, told me he's like, man, he's like, you know, you have some photos of of me just like, you know, like one, I think on that OC game, I have him sit on the steps. and I don't think we ever posted it, but, you know, I think it's also, taking the temperature of you guys, the fans too, and just realizing like, Hey, if you guys are really, really bummed, you know, like maybe the team account isn't going to do anything better, or maybe like, right. I don't want to dig the hole even deeper. And I know we've talked about the, you know, Carlos Alvarez moment where he was on the post game show and he, he just kind of owned it. And to me, that's like, that's what we needed sometimes was we needed other people to do it for us and not speak for us. I think a part of, my job a lot is like understanding who it needs to come from and how it needs to be done. You know, even going to the video we recorded with Landon after the Phoenix game where we walked off and you know, like we weren't going to record that video. Actually, we were, I think we waited three hours after the match ended. And then, you know, I think having the, the relationship with Landon that we did and knowing that we did a lot of those interviews after games, whether we won or lost and we didn't, you know, we didn't try to like, I guess like combat whatever Phoenix had said, you know, it was just like, just take us through what happened. And I know, you know, Landon is one of the most calm people I've ever been around, even in the worst of moments. And I think just him showcasing the emotion, then showcasing the photo of like the impact that it had on Colin and right. It's not like, we're not doing a lot of PR to that stuff. We're not trying to think of the perfect words. We're just like, we're getting it out there and we're just letting it be what it is and kind of letting the people, you know, Kind of take it from there and i think that's part of what social is sometimes it's like hey record it but get out of the way like let people just see it and let them interpret it like don't try to like twist the arm to like get them to think a certain way yeah and i think that's
1: really important like you mentioned you mentioned a couple times and you said it's an easy word to say and it's it's so popular but authenticity like you know i don't feel like the what's coming from the club social or, or the videos that you guys do or the interviews are filtered. Like, I don't feel like you guys are like sitting there editing and being like, Oh, well this wasn't a good answer. And not, you know, we shouldn't put that out there. Like you're just giving them, you're just giving us what, what the players and what the coaches are saying and what's happening in training. Like that all matters. You know, I, I feel like I get to know these, these people better, especially through this year where we're all just staring at screens. Right. The dream before last year was to be in the stadium and to maybe shake some hands and get to know these guys a little bit better But that that obviously couldn't happen So now what we're left doing is, you know, we're staring at our phones. We're staring at our computer screens We're staring at televisions and but I think you guys have done such a good job of like letting us in in a very, you know, a unique way that I didn't know was possible, you know, through like social media, you know, I feel like I when Carlos looked at us and said, you know, Hey, I'm sorry. Like that meant something to me. And when Landon did that interview, that meant something to me. And when you guys are, when you're training and you film Elijah dancing, like that means something, you know, like it means he's having fun. Like even through this mm-hmm. horrible time that we're all experiencing, like he gets it, you know? So I, I, just, just total, you know, big commend you guys for the work you're doing um, and kind of the approach you've, you've had. Cause I, I really, really think it's connected with me. And I think with a lot of fans, it's really growing the fan base.
3: Hey. No, I, I appreciate that. And I think the yeah. only thing that we can say is like, you know, I think what we, what we try to do too, is we experiment. Um, you know, like sometimes I think for me being around a soccer team a whole year was, it was a learning experience. So I'm, you know, half the time at training, I'm sometimes I'm just watching. Cause I go like, Hey, like, what's the story here? What can we showcase to the fans yeah. that like resonates? Right. What, what the guys are actually going through. And, you know, I think I look back now and I see like, man, there's a lot more opportunities for us to do even more. And it doesn't need to be this, you know, awesome cinematic thing. Like I would love that, right? Like we need to we we need to have those moments where it feels larger than life, but we also just need to have more of those moments where we just bring you guys in and showcase, I, I guess more of the guys' um, personalities and maybe just the, you know, select few that I look back and where I was like, okay, we leaned into these guys, but like, I'd rather showcase everybody, um, no matter if they're right, like camera shy or not.
0: You oh. know, I was going to say, kind of selfishly before I forget, um, any audios, uh, like good snippets that you have, you know, in three, four, five seconds, send them over my way, Ryan. I <laughs> really appreciate it.
4: You know
3: what? I will do that now as I edit. I'll just, like, if I have a good clip, I'll just be like, hey, Jerry, boom,
2: right yep. here. Yep. Hell you just yeah.
3: have to there
0: make more soccer plays. You just have to make more soccer plays. Bro. <laughs> uh, listen, um, before we move forward i'm going to give you a little bit of a break man uh because talking about storytelling and being real and being truthful about what's happening uh within the club guess what somebody's actually telling our story too our good friend mr john cross who Mm -hmm. is fantastic and has been working on soccer shorts uh for a long long time please go follow him support him he has a patreon set up however he is working on a documentary of the first year of the local supporter group it's basically the how this started this craziness that you're all a part of right and forever loyal year one is going to be released i believe in april is his goal as of right now make sure you go and follow him he sent us a little bit of a request and of course we are very happy to oblige i'm going to try to break it down a it's it's a lot thanks uh so much uh but it just, it's just ridiculous, cross, but uh, I'll go through it. <laughs> it is. Uh, he's asking for shots, pictures, videos mainly. If you have video of uh, a few different events, so like Election Day, uh, the gathering at the Tavern and Bowl uh, in 2018 during Measure E, if you have any footage from that and Soccer City and, and all of that, uh, hmm. please send it our Speaking
4: way. Of data, you didn't want to put a camera on.
2: There you go.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, The USL event uh, at Modern Times when they announced that it was 2020. And if if you have video of me cringing the entire time, please send it over. (laughs) If you have any videos, if you were there at the Name Death match when we named the locals and the locals uh, won, thanks to my beautiful voiceover, uh, because you know that's what it was, Steve. But uh, if you have any videos of that, send <laughs> it over. Uh, I'm just joking. That is,
1: no, no, really, you made it. Going well, probably go, armpit sweat of me. So, go and yeah, check it out. It was just
4: like, yeah, anyone's that don't involve me. It was, it was, it was just, hot in that room. There was, was a lot of people. It was me.
0: It was me. It's me using my bedroom. It was using me using my bedroom voice. That yeah, did Jerry's. It. Jerry's. Uh, the the Jerry crest and color reveal also. All right, keep it going, guys. Uh, crest and color reveal <laughs> at the courtyard. If you have uh footage of that, please send it over. There's a lot of specifics. I'm not gonna break those down, but just like literally, just send everything over and whatever. Uh. You Know he can use, he will use. So, please, uh, you know, help build this. Uh, this Same is like a community.
4: There were, like, lots of soccer people in the last two years, yeah. it's kind of the, the, the general. And it, the scrimmage, too.
0: The scrimmage at the FC Dallas, uh, or sorry, as I said, yes. elite training center in Chula Vista against FC Dallas, where we won one zero, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah so 6-4. if you are a member, we should we will email this out, uh, via newsletter. So, oh, uh, perfect. You, dude. Can reply, you can reply to the email, even better, and uh, with anything or you know, text us, hit us on Instagram or Twitter, anything like that. Yeah, he's um, asking for we a lot want to of make sure we get John and, as much access as possible to the footage that he desires because what he is doing is incredible. He's doing a ton of work. Um, it, if you do not support him on Patreon and you desire to, please look him up on Patreon because um, he is putting a lot of hours into this, and we could not thank him enough. Yeah, so, if,
2: that, you're, Ryan, if you're not
4: Ryan knows supporting, most of it him. goes into the
3: editing,
4: right? It's, yeah, oh, yeah. it's just, an uh, yeah.
3: No, I, yeah. I give props to him. I've I've seen a little bit of the it's clips incredible. that you guys you guys shared. I'm I'm really pumped because I think some of this too is is pre me coming here. So I think I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing kind of the context to a lot of stuff.
4: Yeah, the prequels. The uh, mm. this is good stuff. There's no lava. There's no lightsabers, but it's a pretty <laughs> good prequel. Uh, there's no Jar Jar Binks either. Although maybe people think I'm the Jar Jar Binks Misa. Wanna move on to the next section. Drew, send the, to send to John, John
0: at big dot really, uh, Put that on there. Put that on put that heck? on the screen. He just sent the, the email to send it to. Yes. Uh put that on put that on. Uh John By at big pine digital.com. That's where you want to send uh, whatever footage that you have. From
4: Mr. Movies. Soccer Shorts himself.
0: He's asking for a lot of shots, mainly close ups of me. So if you have pictures <laughs> of me, video of me. Um <laughs> me John, talking uh me just scra- scratching my head time interviews with Jerry it's so no he, he does. <laughs> does he doesn't have five uh, he has he like four have. no maybe he, yeah, maybe he does have
4: you got to cut around he's trying to build a digital model of your face so that way if we lose you we can reconstruct you <laughs> in case just i'm saying wow thanks. i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> nobody cares about me i'm just saying we need to keep you alive just in you're, case.
0: no
1: you're you'll uh, never lose marvel me, this is when we do true drew trademark me. Yeah.
4: yeah drew trademark, trademark. Uh, no trademark. any footage uh, generally of soccer gatherings the last two years is really kind of the big ass but there's a few special yes. events that, that would be great that we can get some stuff from march 7th as well as uh, another date that's just kind of you know anything we can get that builds more context from your point of view Uh, would be awesome just so that we can kind of all tell the story together and john is doing an incredible job um it's just every time he puts out an update a patreon update just to kind of selfishly plug there too for him um i i smile i kind of take a minute out of my day whatever i'm doing i pause and i i just check it out and see what he's working on or what he put out because it's always fun to see my friends and uh just see see a lot of you guys just the passion that we've had in, in person um kind of manifest on screen which is pretty cool
0: yeah uh, and, and to move it forward uh, and bring it right back to mr young here uh, you know one of the things from the moment i met you and one of the conversations one of the, the conversations we'll continue to have is storytelling right how important in what you do and honestly what we do as well supporters it is to really make people understand that this is this is something that we can't do alone we need everybody and we're telling each other's story we're telling a story here we're creating a story at the end of the day this could probably be a book if you go back to the soccer city days and if this eventually gets in you know i mean i knock on wood if we eventually make it into the to the big leagues into mls which i don't know if anybody was even thinking about that i'm sure nobody cares but you know if you eventually get it to that point this is such a cool story already in season one, man. Yeah. So first of all, congratulations. Cause you picked the hell of a team to be telling stories. <laughs> at. And number two, what's, what's your approach to that? You know, because obviously we've, we've had conversations, but I want people to hear it from you. It's how important is that? And how does that differentiate what any other sport is really doing right now? You know, there's a couple of clubs that might be doing it, a couple of teams that are doing it, but how do you do you ryan young approach that that aspect of it storytelling
3: yeah i think you know i i go back to when i was talking about coming here full-time with pete thurston who's our cco and formulating this job and i think when it started it was going to be creative director and i just kind of was like you know like that sounds that sounds great that's like a phenomenal job but I think the things with teams like this is you just need kind of like, you know, for lack of better terms, like a grunt on the ground, just documenting everything. Cause you're right. Like, I think if we had an, you know, the Sunderland Netflix series following us this past year, like, Holy crap. Like they would have had some, you know, we, like we would talk about it all the time, Landon, Nate, our coaches, you know, like players, you know, for all of things that the team went through, um, you know, even on the front office side, it's like, yeah, it's juicy. And I think from a storytelling standpoint, like, you know, my forte is probably, you know, probably running social, like I, you know, taking assets that come to me and formulating and making bite-sized chunks for people to understand. But also, you know, photography is something I grew, but I, you know, I kind of was mentioning to Jesse when we were thinking about, hey, how are we going to cover games? How are we going to cover practice? And I, I said, you know, video is, what we need to be doing all of, you know, so I have three hard drives of video from just about every single day of last season. And, you know, I think there's elements too. We, we interviewed a bunch of guys after they, before they left for the off season after uh, the inaugural season ended, you know, and one of the guys um, who at this point, right. Isn't come might not come back is Jake Fenlinson, who's a goalkeeper and we're interviewing him because, you know, he started the first game. You know, and then the other, one of the other signature games, he's, he came in for John Kempin, who got injured and had to play the last crazy 20, 30 minutes of the Phoenix God. game.
2: They're and
3: fun, yeah. yeah, And you know, like, and that's right. That's a tough conversation to be able to have with the coaches. Maybe sometimes where, you know, we don't know if Jake's coming back, they want to be respectful to him, but, you know, from my standpoint, I go, you know, he played a role in a really big piece of this story. So I, I want to talk to him, you know, cause getting his thoughts of like, yeah, hey, you know, and and I remember like even raw moments where he's like, I've in my entire career, even youth, I've never come into a game for injury. So he's like, yeah, when when I came in, it was like, oh my God. You know, and then, you know, when you have 2000 Phoenix Rising supporters behind you, that's intimidating. You know, like I, I understand why that's a really, really intense place to play. And that was one, you know, one eighth filled. And, you know, I think sometimes it's the, you have to have some uncomfortable conversations with people to get them to maybe trust you to understand that you know nate miller loves to tell me hey i give this guy an inch he takes a mile um and you know it it, i try to be respectful i think i've really learned when to take a step out of a room uh when it comes to the team but also when to hey if i'm taking a photo hey this you know what this moment needs video so i flipped a video and I think the best thing that we can do as a club is take our own egos out of just about everything we do and understand what the bigger picture is. Cause you know, I look back at teams, you know, that I worked for with the Mets in 2016, you know, we went to the wild card, and, you know, like, I wish we had more video and documentation of that, you know, because like, that's a story that you can tell even nowadays, that's going to resonate with Mets fans. And I think, you know, I'm thinking five, 10 years down the road that if somebody comes to loyal and says, Hey. Do you have any video from the first year? And I'm just like, where do you want, where do you want me to mail these hard drives? Like, I got them. <laughs> and I think, I think that's the cool part is like, like my skill set is only maybe going to take it so far, but somebody else could do something, you know, with the stuff that I shot and be like, hey, I can make something out of this. So I think, you know, when it comes okay. to storytelling, yeah. you know, we're we're trying to do as good of a job with the bandwidth that we have in the moment, uh, you know. But then, you know, during the off season, you know, uh, I know schedule release. Hopefully, we get a schedule in about two weeks. Uh, but part of the schedule release stuff that we're thinking is, you know, we want to take. Uh, well, I can't say that because then we'd ruin the surprise. But, you know, like there's another element where we have the players talking about what March 7th was like. We have all the players talking about, hey, the Phoenix Rising game. And we asked them in a certain way where it's like we didn't name the game, but we're like, hey, which game resonated the most? And either they talked about the opening match or they talked about the Phoenix Rising match. So, you know, you have somebody like Rubio Rabin who you know, there's a soundbite that we haven't used yet. And he just goes, we were the best team in the league, you know, and he's just deadpan and just staring in the camera. And it's like, that to me is like, yeah, those, those are the moments (laughs) where I'm like, yeah, like those are the stories you can feel. And I think that's what I want to keep leaning in on and almost just like inject some steroids into this year and just be like, Hey, you know what? We were, we were doing the job last year, but like, let's just fully embrace it. Let's fully embrace it. We, you know, like a lot of us now have, you know, like the, the coaches staff have seen me all year last year. And I think this year now, like me being here is a, to me, it's not necessarily an asset to me. It's an asset to the fans. Cause I feel like I'm just the conduit to showcase what the team is doing. And I think now having that trust, you know, with a lot of the returners, Ben, Ben Spencer being one of them, like we had a conversation and I just asked him, I said, how comfortable do you feel from last year to this year? And he's like light years light years not only from a mental standpoint but a physical standpoint and like you're feeling this energy um you know from some of these informal workouts that guys are doing and i'm able to talk to them and i'm just like i haven't been around this type of feeling before with teams you know and i think you know we saw a lot of special stuff in year one and year two is going to be like i know the expectations are high right this is a championship level like aspiration team but i think from a from a story standpoint i think everybody's kind of embraced it like yeah let's sh- let's show everything
0: dude totally. one of the like i have to mention it, it, we have to see, we have to see it from spencer uh but anyways uh with all the footage that you were talking about right just a little i mean just just hear me out here hear me out real quick mm-hmm. real quick um let me see if i can play it here real quick <laughs> from the brilliant mind of Ryan Young and said, dude, you can totally do a Netflix original on just this club. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, we, we definitely, I mean, our owner, Andrew, I think, you know, Pete, I think is, is kind of trumping in that kind of too. the energy to try and get that. I know they've spoken to people, a local company that we worked with last year, Paradigm, I know was, was in talks where they, they could film too. Love those guys. Um, yeah, they're, they're phenomenal. But I think I don't see why not, especially knowing what this club obviously is resonating now globally. You know, like I think that's the one thing that, right, we're all dealing with now is, you know, we went from, we doubled our follower count on, on a lot of platforms overnight. So we have a lot of yeah. fans that really don't know anything else other than what that night was about. And I think that's right now the kind of the feeling that we're trying to figure out is like, how do you satisfy? San Diegans, which are the most important, but also now these globalized of people that are now tuned into this team because they they go like, wow, sports teams actually, actually like standing up for stuff like this. So I think that's, that's the storyline in year two that I think we're, you know, we're going to have to constantly experiment with because, you know, some of those people tend tend to just unfollow you when they're, when they're like, okay, you're now posting all this stuff like, eh, okay, we're out of here. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. it's it's a it's kind of a different story to kind of talk with in terms of who you're bringing in and, and what you're trying to essentially say as a story right it's it's what are we building towards what what's the kind of roles in the story um that are kind of different different based on this year versus last year for sure and I think as you said with Ben like the the players are are almost more used to it now and it's it is tough with um, I watched it with uh, one of my clubs taught them with the uh, the Amazon documentary and they said mm. they just had cameras everywhere and there's so much footage they'll never show because they know at discretion right you're only seeing literally a tip of the iceberg really there's always so much footage you can't um, and that's true with any I'm sure, sure with John even with our documentary uh, any of my interviews right are, are part of that footage you can't show but the
0: you should just do a whole the, film on Nate Miller is what it sounds like because he loves that as yeah, well. and <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. Nate, cover. Nate, Nate loves the cameras. Not really, but you know. uh, yeah. Again, that with with the
4: players, Tom Tom's asking here with the players, and then also the the coaching staff. I'd say as well, who uh, how open are they? I guess versus other teams you work for. You mentioned Kobe, who I actually watched play in high school. Weirdly enough, uh, oh wow, as well. It's not like I watched him play at Homestead, so, which is funny. But like the uh, I, I literally remember being in the field house watching him play. But dude, uh, somehow
0: I, Drew is connected to everybody. It's so weird. <laughs> Who yeah. is our it's connection like to there?
4: Yeah. But no, it's it's how how different is it here versus elsewhere? I know Landon's. Mm. He knows cameras. He he's been around it a little more. I think he understands kind of the context and he can see you know how film is a great communicator to people. So I guess how is it different here versus elsewhere? And also with somebody like Andrew who's young, I think maybe giving more access to say, hey, I see the vision and I and I'm open to it. Yeah, and, or, or maybe not in different ways, as you said, with the league too. It's a good
3: one. No, it, I would say the only similarity to another team I've worked for would be South Bay Lakers. Um, you know, from an access standpoint, because Kobe would let me come to every practice, but I think it was still, it was still a feel-out process for me because you know, like you have to realize, and I say this all the time, like I have to check my energy when I come to practice because you need to be a fly on the wall. There's so many things happening. There's so many different energy levels going that like I don't want to be the guy where like I'm talking to a player on the side it's like nope like I'm almost like a mute but um you know like as you're around more like guys just warm up to you and you know Landon actually would always like he'd come up to me and this was maybe halfway through the season he goes Ryan he goes did you do this at other teams you know and I'm just like uh you know like some some stuff yes um, but I mean, a lot of it too, is I think me being here in November and being around Landon in December, January, and being there for training camp, uh, I think really helped me because even after the first game, uh, you know, like I remember, you know, I would talk to Landon, but not much. And after the first game, it was, they were doing a drill and he just comes over to me and sits down and he's just talking through. So I think his, curiosity is something that's unique from a coach's standpoint him and Kobe Carl share that kind of very curious mindset with things, but yeah, yeah, but like getting to know, I would say like answering Tom who, Hey, I appreciate his love all the time on social, but like getting to know the players on this team, it's unique for me because I haven't been, I've tended to move after a year or two. And this is really one of the first places where I came here and I go like, I think I could, Like, I want to be here. Not like I can be here. Like, I want to be here. And now I'm starting to see where that fruit, you know, like, kind of, like, actually bears. Like, going to Fresno to be with Elijah Martin for a weekend. Like, the stuff we captured in those two days, like, I can't wait to share that. We'll probably get it out, I would say, mid-March, late March. But, like, that doesn't happen unless I'm I'm around Elijah. doesn't happen if I probably actually didn't, like know him relatively a little bit from like the pdl time when he would come to play for fuego when he would parachute in from galaxy um you know i would say like other guys that i'm close with like going through what i did with colin martin where like the day after he goes through what he's going through like we film an interview in his house and he like in a way right like all these guys are thankful like even the piece we just did which was super simple with sal going back to his high school you know, like Sal Zizo texts me and he goes, Hey man, like, I really love that piece. Like, thank you. And I think like, I don't let any of that become an ego thing. Cause I think right when, when it comes to social, like you're only as good as your last thing and you have to continually prove yourself. I talked to our team admin actually the other day, Lizzie Rivas. And I was like, I was like, isn't it funny that no matter like what we did, like, it doesn't matter. Like we have to prove ourselves all over again this year. Um, because you know, one little thing loses a trust of players, of coaches and I never want to do that. So I, I think you know there's a lot of conversations Nate Miller and I will have. Um you know yeah, where we luck. might not necessarily like we we get along really great but like there's some things that he might be like mm, I don't know if we should show this or I don't know if I want you filming this and it's like don't, don't a lot of it too is
1: don't don't yeah, worry just like don't don't worry is, about is it throw don't in watch. practice is it just like throw in practice?
0: Nah, 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> don't, even,
1: Corey, don't even.
4: Corey said people watch around the league. Nah,
0: dude, watch. don't don't even worry about Nate. Listen, you were talking about literally you as you were I talking about either. Landon. My mind is like, I have a live goal for Ryan right now, and that is for you to get. It's for actually for Landon to get so comfortable with you that he'll let you take pictures of him drinking from a water fountain. Like that's what we want. Okay. And on that I note, I
4: he looks over his shoulder every time.
0: Listen, real quick. If you see me leave, it's cause I'm running out of beer. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. Right, Sorry, enough. Steve, go ahead, man. I'm just,
1: no. So, um, you, you, you talked to Landon and I, I'm interested in like how that happens with, uh, you know, you said you're training a fly on the wall, but then you also have a lot of footage where he's like mic'd up. Like, how does that conversation happen? Like, do you like, just one day show up at training and be like, Hey Landon, today I want to mic you up. Like, or is it like way ahead of time? Like, do you give him warning? Do you not like, I, I'm just really interested in like the nuance there.
3: You know, no, that's, I I love kind of unpacking because I think some of the fun stuff is like letting you guys in on like how certain content comes about. Yeah, so, totally. So my and you know, up Landon, I think, you know, the we waited probably till mm, I want to say when Rubio was there. So it was like months in because I mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I want I want him to feel like he has a couple months of being a being a manager and just kind of like taking a step back, but I, I knew that was important to show like, Hey, closing the chapter of him, the player, showing him, that him, the coach. And I think once he started to see the things we were doing, um, you know, and, and a lot of it's like, Hey, you know, a lot of those guys, especially Landon, go like, okay, we're giving you this access, but what are you doing with it? Like, are you creating stuff that's resonating? And, you know, that's why I'm always grateful to fans who, who comment and share it because I think without that, like, that's a huge factor in probably me getting to do a lot other stuff. You know, the Matt Hall mic'd up, uh, convincing him was not easy. Yeah. He did, he did not want to do it. And it's funny. We put that out and him and the other goalkeepers go, uh, we thought you were going to show like much more technical, like parts of the workout. And I was like, no, like people people don't want to see the technical side. They want to see like you. Yeah. So (laughs) So, I mean, like, Lannon's great. Like, a lot of times I'll go up to him and he'll just say, hey, like, he'll point me to a time during practice that he thinks it's going to be worthwhile where he feels he's going to be more vocal, maybe. Um, Because he'll even say last year, like, he really was observing a lot. He just wanted to take it all in. And even, you know, even at these some informal workouts that we're doing with Loyal Select, um, he's a lot more vocal. And so at, at a Loyal Select workout... I think we had some 05s that they were looking at. And I said, I said, hey, I said, we gotta mic you up for one of these. Cause like for for us to show you and what you're doing with these kids, like like I think this would be fantastic content that people would love because right, like seeing you work with, you know, a 13, 14, 15 year old kid, like, you know, they might not necessarily know your playing career, but like yeah, their parents do. And this is like this is super intriguing. And I think it also just is like to your point too, is like, I don't have the video skills to do a lot of animation stuff and make stuff look super, super cool. So it's like my, my wheelhouse is like, oh wow, I'm noticing you're doing something really unique that I think fans would like. Like, hey, let's just turn that around. Let me put a mic on you. Um, So I think you will see a lot more hopefully mic'd up stuff. Like we didn't, we didn't mic up Nate Miller. Nate Miller would be great. Probably have to bleep out some expletives, but, oh, um, oh, oh. you know, like he he's he, not like in a good way. He's, he's a fiery <laughs> guy. I love his passion. But like, I think to me, that's something that during the practice kind of week, you know, cause we always say like the content within the game, like only lives so much. And to me, it's almost more important to what do we do when the whistle blows on the end of the game to the next game? Like we, we need to have elements that really really kind of hit people in the chest and go like oh wow like i connected to that dude you're, yeah. good,
0: you're good man you know what you should do is hit me up i'll show you after effects adobe after effects uh my buddy recently told me about it and uh so i'll I'll teach you how That's to use fun. it uh you know and and so you'll learn some graphics i mean I, i'll do that for you just because i like you right
3: I appreciate
0: it Just real quick I'm just joking Because yeah. literally I asked that of Ryan And he said Go to After Effects That's what everybody uses <laughs> Because <laughs> he forgot Look, he's, just, he's like Oh dang So I Yeah because I was like Hey I'm trying to oh, animate something medicine. He's like I don't know anything about animation But my friends Use After Effects I was like Okay I'm going to do this Yeah remember
3: Wait can we talk Can we talk about <laughs> your least Favorite thing from this year And it, it sort of has to do with this
0: Oh,
3: we can Yeah, oh.
0: sorry, Steve, to, to jack your time right now because, uh, no, yeah, it's fine. And,
3: Please. Hey, no, 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 like I like talking about lifting the veil and Let's it, go. it's just not, it's not no, a long 100%, story we're but, open. But I think, you know, like, like that, that was something where, right. Like we hear about it. That was really important to stone. Um, and I think internally we had conversations and even I not being as connected in the soccer and I was like, turning the logo upside down. I don't know if that would like go over well anywhere, but you know, sometimes it's like, Hey, you gotta take the lemons and make lemonade. But like, uh, so I didn't see those jerseys until I showed up at the field at 3 PM before the match. Hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. Before you move on and and hold that down. I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt you, but we cannot move on. You just called it a logo. It's a crest.
3: I know. I know it's a crest. No, no, go ahead. Thank you. Sorry.
0: Um, <laughs> i mean i mean stressed. if we want to have that conversation because a lot of people are going to be listening to this and be like what is going on and and that's like the level of like pickiness that i'm at so i want to make sure that for people sure. are aware of it so i'm setting the scene for you right but yes go ahead
2: yeah we got so, um, to Danny over here.
3: Yeah. yeah oh yeah our boy Danny who's coming in but so so i get to the field and this is the first time i've seen the actual kits and i'm like oh great, like how do we, we're going to have to do something with this because in this day and age you just can't let, you just like can't call attention to it and then just let it show up on broadcast because people are going to be like, what the heck, you know? So the idea would have been if we had fans in the stands to make it kind of like lean into the whole minor league kind of vibe of theme nights and make it like a Stranger Things upside down. Um, but since we couldn't do that, you know, you just kind of had to make do with what it was. But that was like that, to me, are the good conversations that I feel like, right? We had a conversation about that. Yep. Um, I was probably too fiery and passionate at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what I love so far about what's happening with kind of, like, the front office, the team, and the fans. It's like, it's like this big community. There's not really this wall. It's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to own it, right? You guys are going to call us out for things. And that's, like, it should be expected. We want that, you know, because we need to know that. And I think it's going to help formulate things going forward, right? You're probably not going to see that happen again or things that kind of come across disrespectful. No, and I think it's... it's, (laughs) Sorry, I see see Danny calling me out. I know it's a crest. I know it's a crest.
0: It's still, you know, for a while. And I hate to throw him under the bus, but he's going to be the perfect example for taking a while to understand certain aspects of the culture that we're trying to build here. Ricardo called it a logo for the longest time. Ooh. I would wow. get on him. So, Oh, and now he's at the point where he's he calling other people Bull, out. So. If he hears logo, he'll say it's it the logo, but to be fair, Red Bulls is the logo. <laughs> yep, <yeah. laughs> That's the, absolutely correct. There you go. Uh, when it comes to the Red Bulls, that is a logo. But for us, yeah. we I mean, as supporters, we're trying to build a family, right? And in being a family, all families have a crest, right? And that we can all kind of rally behind. And so for Energy Drink FC, that's right, Nick. I just saw that pop up. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's, we really just, we have a respect for it that's very difficult. But it might, and I understand it, but we also have to have those conversations. And that's why... I appreciate you so much, Ryan, because we can have those conversations with the club, right? And you've seen it and you'll hear people say, well, oh, I don't, I don't agree with it. That's okay. You still have those conversations. You may, you're always going to disagree. You're, you have family members that you're probably like, I don't know. I don't want to go have Thanksgiving with them because I hate them. We disagree on everything, but that's how you grow. And these is the people that you love. And this, this is how it becomes what it needs to be is by everybody adding into it. And so. I'm bringing things into this that maybe other people aren't used to. And I push those things. And the moment that I get a pushback, let's listen. Okay. What are you bringing? Let's make this San Diego. And that's what yep. I think is so cool about this with what you're doing, Ryan. And, and also with bringing Danny in as well, which I kind of want to bring up because totally. he showed up. Danny's going to bring an aspect of storytelling. He's coming from a background, which shout out to Kayla, uh, who's over there right now, who's fantastic. And I followed her for years, So he's coming also from that background of storytelling and from doing Mm -hmm. these sorts of things. And so he's going to say some stuff that you guys are never going to be able to catch. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Drew just pulled out a Timbers Jersey. Uh, That's beautiful. And, and so, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that you have to just kind of have a conversation about. So I appreciate you, Ryan. I just want to make sure that you know that. And I, we've had enough conversations where I think, you know, that I think, you know, how Mm -hmm. much I love what you do and how much i've learned from you and 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 what the club is doing and it's not just you it's everybody in the club feels that way and i think it's part of why you feel like well, i can be here for a while right it's like this mm-hmm. is there's there's some really cool stuff happening here and so we're building all this together and i don't i want to cut this short because we we have so much many so much many more questions
3: (laughs) i know i I cut i cut steve off which i I no no you're
0: fine dude no this is and they cut me off all the time ryan you're fine uh steve
1: steve go ahead. what What? (laughs) no no nothing 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 what are you looking at what no nothing no nothing you cut me off no, all i, I, the I time. love your experience Steve. i love what you bring here i love the the attitude that you've brought okay um I, I i love like the personality oh ryan on the sorry or, you okay, know go ahead. the um like the mexican you know the taco shop question and mm. it just brings like this personality you feel like you're talking to somebody and I, we kind of talked about with jesse about this too um but i i, I just i think there's such a like you know you interact with the social it's not this like account that like you said earlier, just tweets, like final scores and lineups and, oh, here's where to find these ads and go shop at Sprouts. Like there's somebody behind that and that matters. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's, it, you guys are like, oh yeah, I'm going to go there. Like it, it puts like a person to the, to the, to the team and somebody to um kind of interact with it. I, I really, really love that. I love to see that. So bravo again.
3: No, th- and th- thank you. And I think, you know, like when it comes to right sponsor content, because it is important, right? Cause yeah. You know, like the term keeping the lights on is something, pay the bills. Hear, you know, like I've heard everywhere, um, you know, but like I think what we have tried to do and we're still kind of like formulating our perfect scenario of that. And one idea we had was, you know, I was I was filming with the player we're going to announce tomorrow and was kind enough to cook dinner for me after we filmed. And oh, Rob. And he was like, how cool would it be, right? Like we have we have chosen foods, we have sprouts, yeah. we have stone. Like after a game this this coming year, say it's a Saturday game and we get the guy that scores a game-winning goal. And it's like, I go there Monday to his place and we sort of have like a kitchen table chat. You know, he maybe he's cooking and it's topical, right? Like it's topical for the fans because they get to like be almost like brought into that player's house we're talking through a like a moment that people are going to want to go inside his brain to hear about. But then we can naturally bring in, you know, chosen if he's like cooking a meal and they're using avocado oil. And it's not so like, kind of like, corporate feel to it. It's just like, hey, this is like, these are partners, they're the fabric of like, who we want to be partnered with. But it's done in a way that's like, from an engagement standpoint it like it makes sense for the fans and it makes sense for them because right? like no partner wants to see a post go out and get like one retweet and five likes like they'd rather see yeah. something where we go like hey look at all the comments on this look at the fans like we had we had it naturally in there and maybe there's some giveaway aspects to that too it's about
4: so soccer even but yeah they're, they're engaging right and that's that's the big yeah. part is even if it's about soccer and not their product at first then it becomes about the product second and we're still talking about chosen or, or stone or whoever it is but yeah i think i'll offer one of our supporters who's one of the better chefs i know and daryl if none of the guys want to cook mm. their own meal we will send daryl in as a supporter he would he could definitely he totally him. would he's, he is also good on camera cooking too that's I think true i think he's fantastic i love watching him cook so
1: yeah so be- uh, he is one of the better people so before jerry yeah, comes back and fan. shuts us down with stats um <laughs> we talked about <laughs> likes and retweets how do you like figure like engagement like stats on that kind of stuff like how do you like, what do you look at? You know, I'm, I'm just like, always so interested, like being behind a 2000 follower locals account, like, you know, some mm-hmm. of the stuff that gets like a hundred likes, I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. I-, I wonder how to see that. But like from your perspective where you do this for a living, like how do you kind of view that stuff?
3: Uh, you know, I try not to let it weigh on my right. brain too much. Cause right. It's it's like, it's a bad place to sit. Um, You know, like I would say my boss at the Mets will care fellow. He said, formulate a post and only look for one goal. Either somebody's going to retweet it, they're going to like it, or they're going to click on a link, you know, mm-hmm. like they're not going to do all three of those things usually, unless it's like a, a massive giveaway item. But so that, that kind of filtered into my brain. Um, Interesting. But I think for, for what, you know, like what this club is and what it's about to me, it's the comments. Like, is there chatter about, oh. about this? Like, do you watch a video and, you know, like, so you know, we just did the one year anniversary of the kit reveal and mm-hmm. you know, I was filming with Elijah. So I got a video of Landon, you know, I, I recorded with him in the office and then utilized other footage from that night that we hadn't used and put it out, but it didn't go out till about 10 PM. So probably didn't have the legs that I was hoping it would, you know, because like, but the cool comment that I got out of it was on Instagram, you know, like the mom of the kid who was on the cover photo is like, oh my God, that's my kid. And that's my husband, you know, like. And that to me is sort of the impact that I hope to get. So you know, like when it comes to commenting, it's funny. Like all my buddies at the Lakers would always laugh at me because they'd be like, "You, you reply to everybody," and I'm like, "Yeah." I was like, "Cause I know what it feels like to speak to an account." And you know, I'm not. I'm gonna throw shade to my hometown Milwaukee Brewers. Like they just like blow my mind because they should be a team that interacts with everybody in that community, knowing the impact it would have on people and they don't and their yeah, social you know, is just kind of like in, in yeah. April
4: in freezing temperatures to get tickets for this team. Uh, I've been to those games. They, they're yeah. freezing when you go, but people love them. They love them that much. People drive from two hours, three hours away and they just don't, they don't give anything to the fans in a way that that fan, that fanship engages itself in a way that's beautiful. And I think it's great, but yeah, it, it's hard to say there's no, Lighthouse for those fans to kind of gather at when they they gather at the stadium. I refuse to call it Am or whatever the hell. Dude, that's now, that's cool.
0: That's cool and all, uh, but I also, I mean, it gets to yeah, the point where you also get called out so much that it kind of is like, dude, yeah, stop. Yeah. I mean, stop, stop I, calling me out, Ryan. I mean, I don't know who else is doing it, but you guys.
3: <laughs> no, it's it's probably it's probably <laughs> me to be honest. I, I like because I you know like it, you have to be a little bit of a fire starter, especially at this way. I think I think the mm-hmm. only thing to keep in mind is like. You always want to be David. You don't want to be Goliath. And that's something, you know, a former boss once Mm -hmm. told me because, you know, I remember tweeting out um, when we were the Mets, we were in first place and the Braves tweeted something at us. And I tweeted from our account and replied to them. And I was like, oh, sorry. Like, we're getting an ache in our neck from looking that far down the standings. And, you know, like, shout out out to Jesse. Who oversaw us like didn't didn't like that? And he's like, Ryan, you have to delete that. And you know, like at that point in my career, I was like, no, I was like, everybody loves it, you know. And it's like, but their their whole thing is like, right. So like, you have to understand the varying levels. So I know why some teams do and don't engage, you know. But like, I always hope, even after right, like, if I'm long gone from this place, like, I hope this this team and this and the accounts like still stay that way because I think here in this city, like. It makes a difference it resonates oh. because uh, you know there's one thing i've learned about san diegans is like they you know like they love to be prideful and they love to have their voice heard and to like me i'm like hey it. like if we're not interacting with them in a yep. in a way that you know maybe isn't always funny but like yeah you know like talk some talk some crap you know like like the afmeres of the world like i would have loved to like his post today but i can't <laughs> i can't with all that colorful language he
0: Hey, D- Danny's probably like, thanks, Ryan. And I don't want to have to answer everybody and respond to everybody. This isn't oh, what yeah. I signed up with for. Like, what is No, No. Have you, a personal relationship
4: right. with each one of these crazies? on, oh, oh,
0: no. Please. Especially Avmir? Come on, no. He's uh, sleeping right now, by the way. He's yeah, not, he's I don't see any more comments. I gotta get okay, long off. He was like, he was commenting so much, and now I don't see anything from him. If you're still here, um, blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> uh he's uh, he's in here somewhere i'm sure dude
4: we signed tatis as a uh, san diego padre fans you're uh it's a great night they'll go to sleep to put your your hill up, head dude, down, he up sure.
0: he had his entire bottle of califino tequila brought to you but uh, <laughs> uh man what a, what a fun night for san diegans today but it, it's also great to have you on man and uh, who's who's next on asking questions? Was it me? Sorry, I had to. I had a pee break. I
1: think it was. I th- I think so. I think oh, so.
0: Man, what did I miss? Yeah, I'm just. Kidding. I'm just gonna throw in there, just real quick. <laughs> shout out
4: to Jason Thomas and his wife uh, having their baby Edison. Yeah! Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, 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 I'm
0: prepared for it. Do it again. Do it, it again. Really hold, on, hold on. cool. Go, go back, Drew. Go but back, Drew. Do it again. Do it again.
4: Jason Thomas and his wife had their baby Edison. Pretty <laughs> freaking exciting. So uh, we've been waiting for that for a little oh. bit and they uh had him today so it's it's exciting yeah a little, i think that's actually of where he was supposed to be but uh good good news all around ten fingers yeah the newest the- little question.
1: local The newest little local.
0: Edison Edison Thomas. like How genius is that? It's such an engineer thing. Dude, that's the first thing that I thought of, Steve.
1: I was so so geeked out about it. I was (laughs) so geeked out about it.
0: By the way, for those of you that follow me on social media and that know that I drank a Black Tuesday uh, on my own, it was because of Jason Thomas. So shout out to Jason Thomas and getting me drunk. And also, more importantly... Mm -hmm. Birthday yeah, of the your Black baby, Tuesday,
4: a few episodes ago, was brought to you by the father of the baby today. So, yeah, <laughs> if you exactly liked or
1: disliked. Uh, you can if, say, if you
0: said if uh, you started hearing Jerry, you stumble over his words, yeah, that was yeah. that was Jason's fault.
1: <laughs> so, yet another question from our director of philanthropy, Tom, um, mm. what are some key parts to communicating via socials to our many diverse communities, demographics, and languages? What's your strategy? Mm. there?
3: Ooh. You know, I think. Yeah, that's developing. So, I, you know, like I, w- a little bit of what we touched on, I would say back in June when we were doing the restart, that I wish we kind of keep kept continuing was doing just straight Spanish content. You know, like we did a yeah. Spanish interview with Urban Parra before the season. Uh, I think we I think we shared it to Twitter. We shared it to Facebook, but like that on Facebook overperformed our English posts. You know, so I think obviously that's something that we really want to lean into more and we have, we have the people to do it. You know, Jesse is bilingual and, and it's, is awesome. Right. He has a broadcasting background. So it's like, those are, those are things we can keep doing. I think you saw with the pre and post game shows too. We, yeah. we kind of got to, you know, we had to work through some kinks um, on mm-hmm. some of those, but you know, like, we started to introduce it. I think the other thing was, you know, Pete Thurston had this conversation with me too, where, you know, like he, he was saying like, Hey, the soccer content's great, but like, let's showcase more of San Diego and at first i was kind of like aren't we you know but then like i pull myself out and i go like we can do more you know so like there's you know like i i teased on the loyal account that we have a lot of san diego flavor for player announcements coming up and you know i think we have six we have six players that are still going to be announced that are have san diego roots and two of those i was able to film one of which i was in their house you know their mom was cooking lunch for all of us like so Like, I think we're going to start seeing a little bit more of that. Uh, You know, it's easier to do, I would say, in the preseason because I think out of respect for, like, at least when you play it on the soccer side, like, it's tough to do it with a guy that maybe isn't making an 18, you know? And that's, you know, something that I have to also respect if the guy's like, hey, Ryan, I would love to, but, like, I'm not playing, so, like, I don't feel that great about it. Um, You know, there's a lot of community initiatives that – you know so many people in our front office have been working really hard on the last three months that really kind of you know go into the military aspect go into you know like even south of the border stuff so i think you're going to see it i think the one thing that you know there's a lot of pressure internally for us to kind of like get these things out there and and have them and i think you know what i what i tell a lot of people is like hey i know we're, we're putting the pressure on ourselves to do it but like let's just make sure like It's good and it it has the impact that we all want because I know we wanted to have an impact, we know we want to be other places. Uh, you know, I think from my standpoint, you know, doing the um, you know, shout out to Travis for designing the Leal shirt, you know, for Dia de los Muertos. Um, always shots to Travis. Hey, good accent, too, by the way.
1: That was good, like half our podcast, Duolingo, Duolingo's working, you know,
3: but like something that we learned is, you know, when I, when Urban Paro was announced, we went to Chicano park, you know, and you know, he has Mexican roots. He wanted to go there. So we, so I thought like, Hey, for that shirt launch, let's go back there. Um, you know, and we had a fan just kind of call attention to like, Hey, that's great that you're going there. But like, what are you doing for that community? And I, you know, like to me, I'm like, Hey, you know, like, I don't mind the call outs. Like, I know a lot of people go like, Oh, Hey, like, that's not the way to do it. And I'm like, Hey, with digital, it's like, there's no, there's no right or wrong way to do it. Like you're just being called out, you know? And I guess for me, like wanting to shoot there, like, and it's I feedback, went there the right? day before, it's yeah, it's, it's great feedback. And yeah, for me I'll
4: say I'll about there specifically, go ahead, Ryan. And then I'll no,
3: it. I was just going to say, like, for me, I, I love showcasing that area of San Diego because I feel like, right. As a white guy, like mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of white people in San Diego that have no idea about Chicano park and the beauty of it and the stories behind it and we were there we were really respectful and we would even like when we were there with austin and charlie like there were people coming up to us like telling us about the paintings there and for somebody like charlie adams who's from you know like across the pond it's like he would have never had that experience if not for going there and to me like we're better off for him experiencing that part of san diego and for other people seeing that we're showcasing that, and that's where I was. But like, it's also not wrong. Should we be doing something for that area? Absolutely. And you know, Jesse Beltran, shouts out to him. You know, we did a donation for I believe the food bank. Um, you know, in that area in Barrio Logan. But you know, like that doesn't mean that hey, wash our hands. We did something. We're done. Like, I think that I think the community initiatives that our front office is working on are very like, like very much like wanting to be like in it, not just doing these one-off. Okay. We, we worked with you now we're moving on to the next thing. So, you know, but that's a lot of pressure. To, I think to even, the, sure even the flip side of
1: that is, is really rad that like Charlie doing that stuff in Chicano park, like, doesn't he feel more ingrained to in the community than he feels better putting that crest oh on when he puts the kid on to represent San Diego. Right. So like it mm-hmm. benefits everybody for everybody to get more involved in all the different aspects of what San Diego represents because it's so diverse. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. as so as I was as say a, about
4: Chicano Park specifically, oh, sorry, was that the club and uh, then these guys, they oh, up pretty up pretty around, are, are yeah, talking child. about doing something possibly in Chicano Park that might be very, very special as well. So the club is not done there. They are definitely investigating and, and trying to work there. And I think Landon's speaking to the Chicano Council mm-hmm. uh, of San Diego as well shortly. Uh, soon so th- there's a lot of ongoing development there to try and not just talk you know and, and shoot there and 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 show but also try and ingrain and and find a way to make what is a sport that is very close to chicano people uh something you know jerry i'll i'll let you kind of go after this but the, the sport that's really important there that the have a home in the park as well uh where there's basketball courts and other courts but trying to find other space for that too so Uh, the club is definitely uh involved and there's conversations ongoing and a lot of different stuff as somebody who's seen what that park can do to bring people in who haven't been there before uh it's pretty pretty special
0: a hundred percent and i have to say that as the um i guess as the token brown guy of the show (laughs) that (laughs) you know it's, it's just really important for us to understand that first of all you know there's a big community that hasn't really been reached um, I think that the club knows it. And, um, you know, Duolingo, that's a start uh, for you white people. Uh, uh, sorry, can I get just, lessons uh, from Where did that dude? come from, can dude? That's Spanish crazy. Look, free Spanish, Spanish lessons for Ryan. Lessons. Yeah. Oh, and the goal. What'd you say, Ryan? Goal, goalkeeper lessons, too?
3: Yeah, can I get goalkeeper lessons as oh, well? Oh, you don't want this.
0: Uh, no? You don't want this. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our buddies our good friends chivas and tony over at two balls and a mic we love you guys uh but no it's absolutely true and i think it kind of brings us to you know a good point to to stop the pot however because because we're like well over our time ryan can you hang out with us for a little bit after this
3: yeah absolutely okay cool so what we're gonna do
0: for those of you that are still live and want to hang out we're gonna keep it going however if you're in audio and just listening This is the end, all right? We're going to end it, but not really. We're going to come right back. That's what we're going to do. So you're going to see us not really leave the screen. I'm just going to basically say goodbye to everybody, and that's it. So if you're still here, hang out. We're still going to keep it going. Um, But for audio purposes, because bandwidth is expensive, we're just going to say goodbye to everybody. This is after hours, yeah. I've done this before. Yes, you Uh, (laughs) (laughs) have. But uh, no, man, we really appreciate you hanging out with us last time i gave everybody a like last thought i'm not gonna do that this time because you guys took too darn long like like literally i said hey (laughs) so um and right about an hour and two two hours later yeah, yeah so i'm not doing that this time listen thank you guys for hanging out with us for all of you that have been listening we love you all we'll see you at the next time if you want to see the rest of this you can probably go on youtube uh but For Mr. Steve Brokaw, for Mr. Drew Steck, and for Mr. Ryan Young, this has been the Loyal Locals Podcast. See y'all next time.